Welcome to the SpyFi Guys, where we cover spy facts, spy fiction, and everything in between. I'm Christian. And I'm Zach. Welcome back to our month of Harriet. Last week we had Harriet. Next week we have Harriet the Spy, the kids movie. But this week we have a microdot. Yeah, so what is our microdot on, Zach? Our microdot is on all the Harriet Tubman stuff that wasn't in the movie. <laughs> okay, I'm very curious about this. I, guess, I assume some of this will be about her actual spy work for the Union in the Civil War? You would be correct. So our sources are Wikipedia, of course, Washington Post article called Renowned as a Black Liberator, Harriet Tubman was also a brilliant spy by Deneen L. Brown, Army.mil, Harriet Tubman Nurse Spy Scout, and the Smithsonian Magazine website called Women Spies of the Civil War. So... Fall of 1861, Massachusetts Governor John A. Andrew told our heroine, Harriet Tubman, go south and help former slaves adjust to their new life, having fled the south. Major General David Hunter, the Union commander of the Department of the South, issued a military pass the same year. It read, quote, give her free passage at all times on all government transports. Harriet is a valuable woman. She has permission as a servant of the government to purchase such provisions from the commissary as she may need. So basically, okay. she can hijack cars. No, I'm just kidding. I know cars didn't exist then. She can hijack vehicles and get gadgets, I like to imagine. Cool, cool. What most Americans don't know is down in South Carolina, Harriet was part of a small scouting unit that collected intelligence behind enemy lines on the Confederacy, said Christopher Costa, executive director of the International Spy Museum in Washington. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she, he is quoted. He says, she was not only involved with spying and scouting, she also operated like a special operations specialist. It is an extraordinary story. Cool. Harriet could not read, but she memorized information on the lay of the land and the movement of Confederate soldiers. She selected and paid out of Secret Service money nine reliable Black Scouts, riverboat pilots, who knew every inch of the local water rays, and she trained them in how to gather intel. They used her knowledge of covert travel and subterfuge and the terrain to map the shorelines and islands of South Carolina. Historian H. Donald Winkler in his book Stealing Secrets writes, quote, Harry and her nine-man spy team evolved into a kind of special forces operation for the black regiments. Her team sneaked up and down rivers and into swamps and marshes to determine enemy positions, movements, and fortifications on the shoreline behind the Union pickets. That would have been a great movie. Maybe they were saving it for a sequel. Harriet too, Harriet Harder. <laughs> okay. okay, we'll talk about the raid now. We did see a little bit of it in the movie, but it happened at night on June 1st, 1863. Harriet Tubman was the leader under the command of Colonel James Montgomery. There were three ships. The USS Harriet A. Weed, so another Harriet. The USS John Adams and the USS Sentinel. Huh, okay. But the Sentinel ran aground shortly after leaving port, so it never actually made it to the target. Oh. <laughs> okay. Before they arrived, Harriet got intel from enslaved black people to find where mines, also known as torpedoes, but basically like anti-ship mines, were in the river. So she uh -huh. like guided the gunboats around them. Another Ooh. great scene for a movie that would have been <laughs> sweet. Yeah, probably. So as the gunboats set anchor, Confederate guards fled. Union soldiers then came ashore. They burned bridges, tore up railroads, set blades to mansions and to rice plantations. And as they started to leave, then the enslaved people came running out. Uh, okay. 
So Tubman is quoted as saying, some had bags on their backs with pigs in them, some had chickens tied by the legs. They all came running to the gunboats through the rice fields. They reminded me of the children of Israel coming out of Egypt. Uh-huh. She loves her biblical analogies. They rescued <laughs> more than 700 people, 100 to 200 of whom became soldiers in the Union Army later. Huh. Okay. That's how you do it. Bradford wrote that the gunboats became so crowded that the oarsmen would beat them on their hands, but they would not let go because they were afraid the gunboats would go off and leave them. So it was like a, like a desperate kind of situation, which is kind of scary. At length, Colonel Montgomery shouted from the upper deck above the clamor of appealing ones, Moses, you'll have to give him a song. Then Harriet lifted up her voice and sang. <laughs> the night raid destroyed Confederate control of the Kambahi River, along with millions of dollars of Confederate property. Tillman also said one woman brought two pigs, a white one and a black one. They named the white pig Beauregard and the black pig Jeff Davis. <laughs> and for those of you who don't understand that reference, Jefferson Davis was the president of the Confederacy. I've never heard anyone call him Jeff. So there's a road nearby uh, where I live that used to be mm-hmm. Jefferson Davis Highway. Now it is Route 1. But signs, I think, actually shortened to Jeff Davis. Oh, really? So, yeah. So when you said Jeff Davis, that's what I thought of. I could not believe when I first moved here that there was a street named Jefferson uh-huh, Davis right? Highway. That is thankfully not anymore. Okay, so after the raid, Confederate forces rushed to complete several small earthworks to defend the area, but the Union did not threaten it again until in 1865, William T. Sherman marched through there. I'm sure you're familiar with that. Mm-hmm. The abandoned yeah. plantations surrounding the ferry were not rebuilt during the war, so the South went without needed supplies. Many of the planters were bankrupted, and they remained unoccupied for years later. Huh. After the war... Tubman tried to collect $1,800 for her service, but was unsuccessful. Uh, Due to the service of her late husband, she did receive a widow's pension of $8 uh a month beginning in June 1890. The government authorized a payment of $25 a month to her starting in January 1899, so nine years later. Wow. But she only received $20 per month until her death in 1913, when she was buried with military honors in Auburn, New York. In 2003, after students at the Albany Free School brought the issue of her pension to the attention of New York Senator Hillary Clinton, Uh Congress authorized a payment of $11,750 to the Harriet Tubman home in Auburn. Uh And now, more than 150 years later, Tubman has been inducted into the Military Intelligence Corps Hall of Fame. That being said... Some historians think that her role in the raid was slightly exaggerated. Milton Cernet, a professor emeritus of history at Syracuse University, said, while she was certainly a nurse, spy, and scout for the Union Army, I think the claims that she was the first female general and commanded a raid are wishful thinking. Hmm. But I don't think anyone said that she, like, commanded it. I think they just said that she helped out. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Well, regardless... Reporting on the raid to Secretary of War Edmund Stanton, according to Tubman's Hall of Fame biography, a Union general said, this is the only military command in American history wherein a woman, black or white, led the raid and under whose inspiration it was originated and conducted. Hmm. So that is the stories of Harriet Tubman, Union Spy. As you said, I would love to see some of this in a movie or like a miniseries or something. Yeah, I wonder how much of it we actually know. Like, I wonder if a lot of it is still kept secret. I mean, I feel like at this point... It's probably able to be declassified. Probably not declassified. It's more like we just don't know all the details. Oh, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, no, you you might be right about that. So maybe, I don't know. 
Well, now I'm kind of curious if there is like a, another Harriet Tubman like show or something that Mabel features all of this stuff. Maybe a History Channel documentary. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this micro dot episode. As always, you can find us on social media at the SpyFi Guys and Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Next week, we'll be coming, as we mentioned at the top, with Harriet the Spy. So until then, I've been Christian. And I've been Zach. And we are the SpyFi Guys, signing off. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed our podcast, please be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. The theme music is by Jer Fitzgerald and Big Man Joe. Media reviewed by our podcast are the intellectual property of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. This is a personal podcast. Any views, statements, or opinions expressed in this podcast are personal and belong solely to the participants. They do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the participants may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual. You can find our podcast on social media at The Spy Fi Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.